Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. The Outlook Witch. Thank you for calling the service desk. This is OP. User. I, uh, my email hates me and I need to get in. Me. Alright, what's your username and email address? User gives the info. For context, I work in the public sector at a U.S. State Department. Our network can't seem to handle when a user changes their office password, so Outlook issues are plenty right now. I'm desktop support, but I've been asked to sometimes work service desks due to call volume. Here's an encounter from the other day from a user describing my magical email powers. Alright, looks like your password might be expired, and my coworkers have reported that Outlook isn't updating after logging in for some folks. We proceed to go through the rigmarole of password reset and having the user sign out and back in. Looks like you're able to log in now and your email should update. I also ran a repair on your OST file just in case. User. Oh my god, thank you. I've been fighting this stupid thing since Friday. You're like an Outlook witch for this. <laughs> I guess I am. The call ended there. I've been called lots of things working support, both good and bad, but never Outlook witch. Here's an oldie. Dial-up help. This one goes way, way, way back. Like, some of you guys weren't even born yet. So, ages ago, I did tech support for a dial-up ISP. This was in the late 90s. I was also kind of known as the help desk wizard when it came to modem and its strings. I think that's initialization strings. I had run a multi-line dial-up BBS for years on subpar lines and sometimes needed to limit the maximum speed that my modems could connect at after it rained. Otherwise, calls would constantly drop or the modems would constantly resync. I ran external modems, so I had a visual indication of when they were trying to resync. It was either cut the speed down a bit and get a stable connection, or let it auto-negotiate and keep dropping or resyncing. I already knew the ISP was about to do a round of layoffs. They found BS reasons to fire about half the help desk instead of doing layoffs, but I digress. And yes, I wound up being included in that eventually. Enter Angry Color. He's immediately on a tirade about how he hasn't been able to keep a stable connection for several months. Nobody has been able to help him, blah, blah, blah. This was when 56k modems were popular. I noticed his modem was connecting consistently at lower speeds, but random ones. And the disconnect reasons were always just lost carrier. He's threatening to cancel. I knew I was about to get fired anyway, so I had lost my filter already. I just asked him, so why are you still with us if the other techs haven't been able to fix it? <laughs> he just stopped dead in his tracks and said, wow, nobody's ever talked to me like that before. I told him I was pretty sure I knew what the issue was and knew how to get it working, if he'd give me a chance, and I promised to follow up. I told him there was a phone line issue somewhere between him and us. Likely his inside wiring, but I could see what speed he'd been connecting at and that it was constantly dropping. I told him if we changed the modem in its string, initialization string, to force the modem to max out at a speed a notch lower than what his modem was usually connecting at, we could probably get a stable connection. I pulled some kind of crazy modem in its string out of my butt that capped him around 32k, I think. I walked him through entering it into the Windows 95. We hung up. I watched him dial in several times. Every time, the modem connected at the same speed. 
no disconnects that weren't initiated by him. This was back when PPP, point-to-point -point protocol, was the main way of connecting to your ISP. I called him back an hour later and asked how it was working. He was no longer angry caller, he was ecstatic caller. With the max speed cut down, he was getting much higher speeds overall and a stable connection. No drops at all. We tried bumping it up to the next speed cap, but it started dropping occasionally, so back down it went. I kept an eye on his account for a few more weeks. The only call he made after that was to get help with his email client, after multiple calls a week for over a month about the connection dropping. I even shot him a few emails to make sure it was still working properly. Yup. Told him if and when he runs a new line from the DMARC to the phone jack. Sorry, I didn't look that one up. He could do away with that init string and get better speeds, but I don't think he wanted to spend the money to have a new line run. I last checked his account the day before I got let go. Still no other calls. Still connecting reliably. Well, good for you, man. Sometimes you just gotta go off script and speak up for yourself and get their attention, so to speak. Sometimes the problem isn't just that the customer isn't tech-savvy. I finally get to post here after getting my Security Plus and spending a mere four months at a four-letter government agency as Tier 1. As you can imagine, our job was to weed out the low-level issues that could be solved without bugging the local teams. We were a new shop on a new contract as part of a cost savings plan. Needless to say, we didn't have the access we needed to do our jobs right. I had a couple hard-to-work-with customers that made it difficult to accomplish anything, but this customer took the cake during our two-hour phone call to resolve Outlook issues. See his customer, me is me. Me, thank you for calling the service desk. Can I please get your name and number in case we get disconnected? Customer says name as quickly as possible, then immediately jumps into his problem. Outlook doesn't look right. I can't read anything. Now what are we going to do about this? Me. What do you mean Outlook doesn't look right? Was it able to log in and are you receiving emails? Customer. Yes, I'm logged in. I can't see all the information I usually can. Now what are we going to do about this? This goes on for about a half hour, usually ending in, what are we going to do about this? before I finally get him to say that his subject lines are only showing a few words before moving on to the main email. Me. Alright sir, so let's go ahead into the view tab and reset everything. Run him through adjusting his view settings. That didn't fix anything. Me. My only other solution is to delete your profile and create a new one. Let's go ahead and exit Outlook and pull up the control panel. Customer. I'm not deleting my profile, I have everything the way I like it. Now what are we going to do about this? <laughs> During this time, I've tried multiple ways to get him to take a screenshot of his desktop, as I can't even fathom what could be wrong. I finally broke with protocol and gave him my personal jabber so that I could screen share with him. I was not prepared for all the emails to be in like 40 point font. You couldn't read anything at all, and while resetting the view settings should have addressed this without even me knowing, it was still there. At the two hour mark, I sent the ticket off to his local team so they could convince him to recreate his profile. I learned a lesson that day, and I'll let you know if I figure it out beyond needing a drink after work some days. I've learned more about Outlook these past few months than I ever did during the 10 years I've had to use it. I'll never understand how they break things so badly. Yeah, I used to work for a school system, and uh, we had .edu email addresses, and we had to use Outlook for everything, and I absolutely hated it. I don't know why, it just never seemed to work smoothly or... I don't know if it was Outlook per se, or if it was the way it was set up by the school board, you know, the school system. 
you know, they got funky rules for everything, which tend to not make a whole lot of sense. But what do you guys think? Do you like Outlook? Or do you prefer some other email like Gmail or Thunderbird or whatever? Thunderbird. Am I dating myself? Yeah, I'm the bad guy here. Okay, this one is all me. I was brand new to the telecom world and was setting up cell sites. Having come from the point of sale industry, I was still a bit unclear on best practices in the telecom world. I was installing point-to-point microwave DS1 connections to hub the sites in. Got to one site and its unusual setup compared to the ones I had been doing. I needed to test the link. The switch used RJ45, but the cabinet routed it via a wire wrap terminal array, not a punch panel. Problem was, I was 100 miles from my office and I did not have a wire wrap tool. What I did have was a couple of RS-232 connector kits. So I grabbed the patch cable, stripped off one end, and soldered the female RS-232 pins to the ends of the wires. This slid perfectly onto the wire wrap pins and the link was good. No errors. I figured once the other techs with the correct tool showed up to the site, I would swap it out with a proper wrap job. Unfortunately, it was a very long day and I completely forgot about it until I was about halfway home. By then, the site had been accepted and turned up, so shutting it down again would have required another site visit and some scheduled downtime in the maintenance window, middle of the night to oh my god 30. So discretion being the better part of valor, I kept my mouth shut. They accepted the site, so it's their problem now. As far as I know, that site stayed with that half-ass fix until they upgraded it to 3G. Hey, sometimes the quirkiest fixes are the best. Hello, wrong number. I once worked as a programmer for a company that wrote banking software, and they wanted me to connect a telephone headset to the software suite for outgoing calls. It was actually pretty fun to write. They gave me a Plantronics headset and told me to plug the phone into a phone jack that was connected to an unused number. One day, I'm happily coding away and I hear a strange sound I never heard before. (laughs) I looked around and found that the headset was ringing. I put it on and, hello? The person on the other end had dialed a wrong number. From then on, the headset would ring once or twice a day and I'd happily answer it. Good afternoon, wrong number. People would thank me and hang up. One day I got the call I had been waiting for. Good afternoon, wrong number. How do you know I dialed the wrong number? Well, this phone is connected to a line where we don't receive incoming calls and don't give the number out. That doesn't matter. You don't know what number I was trying to call. So maybe this is the number I was calling. Okay, what number were you trying to call? He recites the number a few digits off. Sorry, wrong number. Click. Gotta have some kind of fun while you're working, right? Would you guys have done that? Just answered, hello, wrong number. Delete my account now. This story took place about six years ago, and it was my second week into a new job with a web hosting company. I'd taken a call from a customer, we'll call her Karen, about some problems with the hosting service she had with us. I took a look and determined that whilst there was an issue, the fault lay with her CMS and wasn't anything we would fix. Me. I'm sorry, Karen, the issue is to do with the WordPress, and unfortunately, we can't assist with fixing this. However, I can send you some links which may help you fix it, or you can ask your developer to look into it further. Karen. That's not good enough. I'm paying you $10 a month, and I expect you to fix problems like this, not tell me to go away and deal with it myself. Me. I'm sorry you feel that way. However, that $10 pays for the server space. We will gladly help fix anything server-side that's interfering with the proper operation of your site. 
but we're not responsible for the software itself. Karen. Well, if you're not going to fix it, just delete my effing account right now. Me. Okay, I can do that, but it may be easier. Karen. Stop arguing with me. Delete my account. Clearly my $10 a month means crap to you. Go on, hurry up and terminate my account if you don't value me as a customer. Me. I can do that for you. Before I do, I need to ask if you have a backup of your data, as once I process this, it's gone for good. Karen. No, just delete my account now. I expect an email telling me it's done. Click. She'd hung up, and I sat there wondering what to do. I thought about sitting on it, but she was quite clear in her instructions. Delete her account. Karen had already run through the identity verification questions and had requested, actually demanded, a cancellation. I took a backup of her account as insurance and processed the termination. I also created a ticket with appropriate notes and emailing Karen to tell her that her termination request had been taken care of. I went home not long after that, but the next day I came into work and was immediately called in to speak to the manager. It turned out that Karen was notorious for this stuff. She'd demand we do things beyond our scope and scream and cry and threaten until someone said, Okay, we'll do it. She'd gotten used to other staff members doing whatever she demanded, that she expected we'd bend over backwards. If she ever heard the word no, she threatened to cancel and go elsewhere. It seemed that the other reps had just fixed whatever problem in order to stop her tantrums and get rid of her. I was the first in a long time to tell her no, and the only one who had ever followed through on actually terminating her account. Manager. You're not in trouble, don't worry. You did everything correctly. I've had Karen on the phone all morning squawking about her website. Oh, by the way, did you happen to take a backup of her account? Me. Yep, it's on my computer. Manager. Delete it and pretend it never existed. <laughs> and that's the story of how I destroyed Karen's business website. That's actually sort of a combination of tech support and malicious compliance. Gotta love that. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.